Whatever crap. I'm making fun of me because I, I love wheat. 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 Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Did you guys know that uh, Pepe Le Pew has been banned from like Looney Tunes because it's offensive to the French, I guess? Cheers. This is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> We're back. We're back. It's podcast day. It's been a minute. Month and a half. <laughs> we're, we're just going to call this season two. Ooh, nice. Yes. Use that. Use that. We took a month and a half hiatus. We're, pre- we're, we're back. We're refreshed. Yeah, we were, we were taking a break to prepare yeah. for season two. Yeah. And season two, to kick off, is Midwest Haze Day. And I could not be more pumped about that. I have not been shy about letting everyone know this is my favorite beer that, that we've ever done. And um, it's the coolest story of any beer that we have as well. Um, and we've got a really cool crew here to tell it. Um, P&P, Danny Harold. Hello. Back for season two. Chase Legler. Hello. The heart, the heart and soul of this podcast. That's right. That's right. Everyone's, everyone's favorite. You're like a superstar. I had uh, somebody comment today, actually. He's like, I, I went through and I listened to pretty much all the podcasts in a row and you're so much different from like your first and second podcast. You really, really opened up. Like, well, that's probably because we drink more. <laughs> <laughs> and we have back for season two, episode one. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna lean right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Haley Shutter. Haley, what's up? Hello. Uh, <laughs> Present. <laughs> and <Well>, accounted for. <laughs> let's let's dive into this beer. Um, okay, so. For those that don't know, this was a beer that we actually released uh, in January of 2019, so a few months after we had opened, and we launched it kind of as an experiment, and we'll talk about that a little bit here in a couple minutes, but it was formerly known as the Midwesterner. Nice. And uh, I did it. Yep, That's you great. did. You did a good uh, job. I didn't say it wrong. I didn't say it with the, the ish, like I, like I marvelish. <laughs> And what we found was uh, not just me, but multiple people couldn't really pronounce it well. It was a hard word to say. And uh, we saw that behind the bar, and we saw that from people that we talked to. So what we decided to do was make it a little more pleasant to say, a little less hard to say. And we rebranded it as Midwest Haze, and we launched it in cans. And we weren't sure what those cans, uh, can sales would look like. We weren't sure how people would react to it, because it is a very unique beer. Uh, but, it, but it flew, and people loved it, just like we were hoping they would. And we started with Taproom Only, then sent a little bit into Distro and uh, outside sales. And now we've leaned full in. We're off, we're off the boat, swimming away with this being a year-round beer that I'm really excited about in six-pack, 12-ounce cans as Midwest Haze. I think it's awesome from a marketing perspective, too, as a beer that we're leaning more into to kind of have it, to give it a name like Midwest Haze, where it's very descriptive of what the beer is. Obviously, it's beer brewed with Midwest ingredients. It's a hazy beer. It's a pale ale. It's smooth. It's just a really good beer, and it's a really good brand now. I agree. But let's not get it confused. It is not a New England pale ale. No, it's not just a unfiltered. New England style beer. Did right? I say New England? No. You oh, perfect. But, but people ask it, right? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. What's the difference between this and Betcha? There's a lot that's different, actually. What this is is just, and Chase, let's dive into this, but to, to kick it off, this is a, an unfiltered pale ale in which 
almost exclusively the hops used are Northern Discovery, right? Uh, yes, Northern Discovery actually has a recipe up. It's been a minute since I've uh, looked at, I've looked at it. But it's yeah, there's just there's just a touch of saws for the actual bitterness in the kettle, but then it's just, it's all it's all Northern Discovery dry hop, very heavily single hop on, on the dry hop side. I've never actually seen like one of your recipes. I didn't realize it was like an Excel document. I guess a part of me was just like hoping it was handwritten on like parchment, <laughs> just like, a scroll, <laughs> like notes, <laughs> stone tablets. I'm a little disappointed. That's how I wrote my recipes: uh, pilot brewing, home brewing, okay. parchment paper, well, like, regular paper. But I would write it all freehand out and do all, and show all my. Mm-hmm. That way, it forced me to memorize um, all the, uh, the given numbers and the calculations and how to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. And look how far you've come. Thus, now I just rely on this numbers document that, well, it's, it's numbers, but I, I Justin helped me. Numbers sucks, though. It's, yeah. it's Excel and Google Sheets. No, right. It's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, <laughs> now I just rely on that. Um, so now I forgot all the calculations. But you built the spreadsheet. <laughs> I mean, you built yeah. the calculations. It's, it's now it's a template. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is a rabbit hole we could go way down. <laughs> Let's talk about Northern Discovery hops. So we, we've talked a lot about it. We've also um, mentioned multiple times uh, that this is a very unique beer. Uh, I, I will, I'm going to defer straight to you guys. So Northern Discovery hops are a hop that um, only a couple of breweries in the world are able to use, us being one of them, the only in Ohio. Right. And hopefully in the future, the only, the only one exclusively that gets to use it, but what makes this hop unique? You guys go ahead and share the story. Um, so the story behind the hops is my step-grandfather named Eldon Stang uh, was a horticulture professor at UW-Madison. Uh, he had a little hobby farm in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, was kind of walking around one day, noticed some hops growing up a tree, went, grabbed some, tested it, propped it up, realized it was completely different than anything existing in the market, got it um, patented, trademark, whatever the correct term is for hops. And I looked it up once and then immediately forgot when it came time to say what it was. Um, and then they started this little hop farm um, in Sun Prairie based exclusively on growing that hop. Um, and here we are. How, how long ago was that? Um... I would guess late 2000s, 2008 or so. Okay. Um, we started helping with hop harvest and stuff like that around 2010. Yeah, and I would through with it. And um, Elton's son, uh, uh, Paul, is in the military and has been homebrewing now for gosh, I don't know, like 30 years probably by now. Retired um, military. Now he's retired military. And um, unfortunately, Elton passed away um, about three years into, I think, Few years into their uh, uh, growing of, of these hops, and he—he's actually side note. He's actually a professor at Ohio University too for oh, for, okay. for a short stint. That's where he got his doctorate, actually. Okay. OSU. So for, for the Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Ohio State. The, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> Let's make it really clear. Yeah. The, the Ohio Trademark State. pending. <laughs> they tried. Trademark denied. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you pilot brewed with this chase? Yeah. Prior. Oh yeah, yeah. I've what? Been brewing. What type of beers were you, I'm assuming like IPAs, or what were you doing 
with it prior to Midwest uh, Haze? I had a recipe that I liked quite a bit, and actually I would I, I brewed it and then I gave it to the Stain family because they would have a big Thanksgiving, so I would brew it for their Thanksgiving, and mm -hmm. uh, I think there's like three three sons or three brothers of Paul, I believe, or two. Just it's just one brother and then my stepmom. <laughs> Chase is terrible with knowing our family, so just Yep, just the one brother and my stepmom Mary. They must see. They must drink a lot because they would they would kick you know they multiplied. Well, they would kick a five gallon. They drink a lot or you drink a lot. Well, they did. I don't think we were there. No, we weren't after Thanksgiving, but anyway. So I uh, the recipe was originally like a it was like a rye IPA. Mm. I always thought that, Interesting. that that rye kind of mixed in well with the, with the earthiness and the, the melon of the hops, uh, which would be kind of fun to do in the future, too, and maybe try to you know, revisit that recipe and, yeah. and bring it to life. Yeah, that'd be rad. But that's a, that's a, that's a clear beer. I would I make it clear beer and a little bit more crisp, uh, higher bitterness itself. Cause this is very, very low bitter. To, you know, the sauce hops, I think, contribute, I don't know, technically what it is in IBU, but it's, it's very low. Most of it's just you know, living off uh, the dry hop with the Northern Discovery. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I've been brewing it with, uh, with those hops for, for quite some time, and uh, I felt like I gave them I gave them some pretty good pointers as far as um, the hops always being great, but the hops go through the hardest um, uh, hardship as far as quality parameters is in the processing of it. And, you know, as a co-op, uh, small growers, it's, you know, it's hard to, to hit quality standards that are, you know, expected from, from myself, but that the larger guys were able to get. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're doing a newer method um, that you know, Val Peacock has been um, talked about in different podcasts and whatnot of uh, aroma smart um, process for, for hops and that. Basically, it's not, you know, you, you, you create this, you know, beautiful grow this beautiful hop and it's got these nice oils and aromatics and then a lot of uh, you know, growers are, are you know overheating them and losing all the, the essential oils and, and, and acids. So anyways, uh, the hops have really come a long ways I think from, from the beginning couple of crops and they're, they're just a, a, a really world-class hop in my opinion. Do they only get harvested once a year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about harvesting hops and whatnot. Guys, for how many years you will join us? I, I want to. It's, I, I've heard it's terrible, but I still want to do it just once. So, so for years, you guys helped harvest this, right? Yeah. Chase and Haley, you guys helped. Yes. And there's a thing called like a, a wolf picker or a wolf picker or something? A wolf pop picker? Yeah. Depending on if you pronounce L's or not. That's right. <laughs> wolf. So, so you guys have some really cool stories, right? I, I, I mean, we could go down a million rabbit holes with this, but, but what... That's got to be, I would imagine at this point, it's got to be pretty cool to see it come full circle where you're home brewing with it. Mm -hmm. It's, Haley, it's your family's farm that, that discovered this hop. You guys have been there on harvest day, and then here we are today at our brewery drinking a beer that this hop now is being commercially recognized. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got to be a really cool thing. It is. Full circle. Yeah. Um, what, so this hop... Uh, well, let's back up for a second. So we talked about there's another brewery in Wisconsin that's currently using these hops. Um, and we're the only one in Ohio. So I don't, I don't want that to get, get misconstrued. There is another brewery currently using it. We have exclusive rights in Ohio. Our hope 
is that we one day have exclusive rights to this everywhere, and, and we're, we're probably actively pursuing that at some point because this is a beer that is incredibly unique. Uh, what, in, in your all's opinion, makes this beer so unique? So I, I could go up, up forever on about this because I've talked about how much I love this beer, but what is it about the characteristics that you guys get that you think makes this so unique as a consumer? Danny, why don't you kind of start? Oh, man. So I, I do, and I've I've been on record also for saying that it's my favorite Sounder beer. I will say it has a lot of competition right now with Bruder. Yeah, yeah. My statement currently is that if I could have Operation Steam, Midwest Haze, and Bruder as the only three beers I could drink for the rest of my life, I would be a very happy camper. Yeah, like that's like I think those would suffice all three like drinking situations that I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> Business casual, casual, yeah. formal, <laughs> black tie events, yeah. Yeah, you name it, covered. <laughs> right. Um, no, I. It's really, <laughs> it's really exciting for me to you know we put this in twelve ounce cans as of recording today, Friday, yesterday. And it's just cool that we're putting an effort into it because we're going to have it all the time. And it's something that I know that I can rely on year-round to have be able to drink. I like it because I'm my favorite style of beer is pale ales. I enjoy that you get a little bit of the hop character, but they're more drinkable. They're not, you know, like blowing up your palate after one or two. And the ABV is a bit lower, which is always really nice. Um, I enjoy enjoying beers, not just drinking them for the sake of getting drunk. So... I like hazy IPAs too, so this is like the perfect marriage of like a hazy IPA and a really good pale ale. I love the nose. It has a little bit of the citrus, but also kind of like a piney, melony type thing going on. And it's just really smooth. Like it's an easy drinking beer. It's kind of brewed for the masses in my opinion. I think a lot of people would really like this beer if they gave it a shot. Yeah, it's, so ABV is what, 5.5 Chase? It's in the fives. I normally know. I yeah. think it's 5.2 to 5.5. Five. I, don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly. I can pull it up too. But. Um, yeah, you five, five, you're, you're right, 5.5. Five. Five, five, yeah. five. So you said something that's unique to me. Uh, you said if they give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because, you know, uh, Jed Meister and I were talking when we first released this in cans and we were, you know, Jen's kind of diving into it. She's, she's heard people say and... and one of the things that she's heard frequently, I think we all have, is, um, whoa, that's kind of weird, right? Because it's it's so unique. And weird's not bad. I think if you don't know what you're diving into with this beer, that might be a descriptor you would use. Um, Haley, why don't you talk a little bit about it? What do you think? Weird's not the word I would use. I would use uh, unique, as I have multiple times. Uh, very different. Would you argue it's uniquely crafted? I would argue it's uniquely crafted, yes. Trademark copyright. Uh, <laughs> I guess in season two, the drinking game has started with unique. Yeah. Every time Justin says unique. That's, that's coming, by the way. Like, I, I am going to craft a Sonder, or Sonder Stories drinking game for everyone. It's going to be awesome. We should get an air horn that sounds every time <laughs> yeah. we close it. That, would, have, are great right. that would not be a Haley, why don't you talk a little bit about it? I would just say, all biases aside, it is one of the... Man, I almost said unique. <laughs> it's, it's one of, the, well, one of my favorite and one of the most special beers that I've ever had. To me, it actually tastes like if you are at a farmer's market, you pick out the perfect cantaloupe, you take it home, and you open it. 
Yeah, for sure. That's what, it, that's what it tastes like to me. The perfect cantaloupe with a little bit of hops and super refreshing. It kind of tastes like summer to me all the time. I agree. And, 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 you know, I think all of you have alluded to it at this point, but it is a beer that you're comfortable picking up a six-pack up because you, you, after having one, A, it leaves you wanting more, but B, it is really refreshing. It is. Yeah, it's not going to make you very full. It's not loaded with, you know, ABV and lactose and whatever gets packed into those big, heavy beers. Yeah, there's, there's no lactose in this, and... I think that's one thing that, that I like about this beer a lot is, you know, sitting at 5.5% alcohol, it's, it's drinkable, uh, it doesn't weigh you down, but it also just it has a, a punch of flavor as well. Um, what characteristics do you get out of these hops, Jason? Uh, yeah, I get definitely like a, a melon. Um, uh, you know, I, one thing I like about these hops a lot is that they are pretty high in, in oil called Inuit, and I think it kind of ages it differently. What does that mean? It's just an oil. It's a composition oil. Okay. So uh, it's just like how a hop is like, made up. Okay. Yeah, there's different oils, and it's, just, it's, it's heavy in the linalool, and um, there's been studies that have been done with linalool, and they are uh, positive for aging. Um, so what I like about this beer is that it, it kind of ages uh, kind of differently, where like, like right away fresh, it tastes like kind of like Fruit Loops to me. Um, and then as it ages, it kind of goes like uh, like a fresh cut grass almost with, with like the strawberry melon kind of happening. Um, and then it kind of goes into like a heavy melon and then it's a touch of like cucumber as it ages out. Um, so that's what I kind of like about it. Um, but also that the fact that it doesn't have lactose and it's, it's, you know, it's not a high calorie beer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, and it's, you know, it's got the, the sexy haze to it as well just from you know the, the wheats that we're putting in and uh, the touch of oats and then with the dry hopping process and the yeast that we're using for it okay, I agree it's nice to have a juicy beer that doesn't bog you down yeah I agree and it's not back sweet with a bunch of fruit nothing that you know nothing's wrong with that but sure. it's just you know you can have actually a few of these and you know be out playing golf or whatever and hanging out and being active still and, and by the way our whole brand here is that every beer has a story just like every person does this is the epitome of that yeah this is the best story by far i mean this is this is literally the most uniquely crafted beer we do our beer names range from anywhere from like family names that are close to us to you know random misspellings in slack to <laughs> like just things that are, like funny stories that happen to us when we're in group but this one to have like a true history of like this is where the hop was cultivated we're the only people in ohio using it it has layers to it and it's an exceptional beer and the story only adds to that and it's something that's really fun for me to market too yeah i completely agree completely agree the other thing i love about it is you guys have all said something a little bit different but also kind of similar about the hops i almost get a different characteristic to it every time i have one i mean there's always that underlying melon character to me which is what i love about it i love cantaloupe and this has a ton of cantaloupe character but this last one that i had or or i'm currently enjoying i'm starting to get a little cucumber character to it which i've never really gotten before which is really interesting I, i just think it's for, it's a wild hop, obviously. Yeah, we shared the story. It's a very feral hop, but but it is for for being something that it, it is what it is. 
it's incredibly complex. I've had very few hops that to me have this layer of complexity. Blend from a single hop. Too. That's what yeah. I was about to say. It's it's typically very, I, as the marketing guy, I'm very expert expertise in this. But you know, it's very hard to get layers like this out of essentially one hop. But you guys crushed it. Like typically, you get layers to a beer because of the different hop characters and the different hop mixes. But I mean, this this beer is really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna wrap up with this. We've talked a lot about aromas and hops and character and everything else. We're going to end with something fun here. If you could get a hop to smell like anything, if you could magically oh, wave a wand, you could say, I'm brewing with this hop and it smelled like boom, what would it be? If you guys could pick anything in the world, you dry hopped a beer, it was the only hop in the beer, and it smelled like this. Do you want me to go first? I'm yeah, happy. please. Yes. I would love, this is weird, I get how weird <laughs> I would love for a hop to produce the smell of tobacco pipe. Hmm. I do like that. I love that smell. It's funny, too, because there's a lot of people out there that don't like smoking, like, pipes yeah, totally. or, or cigars, but they like the smell of it, yeah. you know? So I kind of feel that. But not specific. I'm, I'm saying, like, specifically, not cigar smoke, a tobacco pipe. Like, the tobacco that... I love that smell. If we could, Chase, if you could get on that, if we could just like find a bunch of random hops, <laughs> feral hops all over the world, and we could get one to smell like tobacco pipe. Tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Haley kind of said something earlier that made me think about the perfect can, like going to a farmer's market and get the perfect cantaloupe. I like the idea of the smell of like when you're in the woods on like a 70 degree day. It's just like the perfect weather. Like it's a little windy, so you're kind of you're. you're kinda, disc uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> throwing discs really well that day. <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of just like the idea of like if I could crack open a beer and feel like I'm standing in the woods, you know, like an hour away from the nearest city. Just you know, a little bit of wind, a little bit of like the earthy, like woody. Freshness. Yeah, like freshness is a good word. I think that'd be it for me. Like that would just be something that like evokes a memory. So I feel like we just gotta peek under the under the hood of of your happy place. Oh big time. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chase? Any smell in the world that a hop could evoke? Oh that's a tough one. Uh I don't know my mind's racing. Um Freshly rolled out wrestling mat. <laughs> what? There's no shot in the world that smells good. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I, I think like today or yesterday. Wait, you're I, being serious. Well, I was walking. I was walking around like our dumpsters. <laughs> what in the world? Where are we go? Huh. My dad wrestled quite a bit, so I spent some time at the old wrestling mat. Now it helped set up, and the, the mat being rolled out like that kind of, kind of plastic. It's like rubbery, uh, kind of. Yeah. Do you want? Anyways, I got that smell like the other day. Like it just takes me right back to being in New Brothers gym rolling out wrestling mats. Yeah, it's weird how it's like stuff like that evokes emotion, right? Yeah, I would say I guess for the habit. <laughs> it's a good memory for you then who maybe, cares but. maybe after it, it rains 
Oh, yeah. Oh, good one. I like that smell. The night crawler worms starting to come out. And I'm here for it. Before they get squished. You know, that, you know, that That's sad. It. <laughs> I'm here for that, yeah. The smushed worms or the smell? You know, the smell, not okay. the smushed worms. I don't give a shit about the worms. Bales, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's the smell? Uh, mine would probably be fresh lavender. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, a lavender hop? That's cool. Yeah, probably not the taste, because I know that can be overwhelming, but lavender is by far my favorite smell. And then it'd help with your anxiety immediately while you're drinking your beer, so you're set. <laughs> Were you a big fan of the lemon lavender um, fruited boss? Um, I did like it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it, it was very good. Yeah. The, I, I like I like lavender in doses. Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming. But yeah. It was like a, it was like I had one and really enjoyed it, but I don't think I could have had multiple. Gotcha. In one sitting, anyway. Awesome. Anything else you guys want people to know about this beer in particular? Is there just just in general? Obviously, we've talked about how much we love it. We're excited about it. It's perfectly kickoff season two in Saunders Story. <laughs> I, it's it's a really great beer. I the, my marketing head makes me think about, you know, our our you betcha consumer. If our you betcha consumer was looking for a more drinkable option on the golf course, like what Chase was saying, or like on a hot summer day or something like that, like I'd be curious to know like how committed they are to having you betcha, or like what would their experience be like if they grabbed a six pack of this too, you know? Yeah, to your point, there's a there's a place, time and a place for you betcha. For sure. There's a time and a place for this, too. Yeah. I think I would say give it a second chance. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about the uniqueness of it. If you try it once and it's really weird for you, you weren't expecting it, that's right. That's right. I just drink. Uh, that's, <laughs> um, the, the hand motions that we all do at this table are really great for radio. <laughs> right. Um, but if you, if you had one and it was a little too weird for you or unique for you or you didn't know what you were getting into or, or expecting, try it again. Or even if you even if you had it the first time and just didn't like it, I, it, this beer is so unique and changes so much that I would I would truly say that would be my recommendation is try it again, try it one more time. I, I haven't had anything similar to it. Same. And Same. and I drink a lot of hazy pale ales. It's by far my favorite style, you know. And it's just it's a very unique it's very unique beer, and it's something that you aren't going to find very often. I completely agree. Also, I, just a disclaimer: if you made it all the way through this podcast. Uh, and you were annoyed by the background noise. Uh, I apologize. Thanks for sticking around with us. I just realized that as it went away, that it was that it's gone now. Yeah, we're brewing. Yeah, the, the yeah. Production going on. I'll see what I can so do post edit, it, but we'll see. Yeah, it probably won't be bad. Yeah. All right. I have one tiny tidbit yes, to add. Hit. Yes. I think the coolest thing about this beer too that should just be mentioned: Midwest ingredients, Midwest brew house, Midwest team, Midwest brewery. Love it. Hell yeah. Midwest taste. We, we <laughs> I didn't say exclusively Midwest ingredients. I said, but it is. I mean, we could easily change it. I just we we like Sal's house quite a bit. Yeah, we like Sal's house quite a bit, and we have them in house, and it's just a nice, clean little touch of bitterness to it. So. Yeah, to even build off what Haley was saying. Um, most of the people in this room, not the four people in this podcast, but the people that work at Sonder Brewing. A good amount of people are from Cincinnati, but a lot of us aren't, you know. None of the four of us are, but we're all from the Midwest, so this beer feels like home a little bit. We all call Cincinnati home now, and it's the place that we see ourselves being for a long time, maybe ever, and 
for me, it's cool that we're paying homage to a place that we all grew up in, a place that we all see as home. Maybe it isn't this exact city, but this region that we're all connected to. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys very much. Uh, welcome back to Sonder Stories. Um, season two. Season two. <laughs> uh, we, we Hashtag marketing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we will continue to try to make this a priority. We've had a lot of stuff going on. We, we always do, but we will continue to try to make this a priority. Stick around. Uh, we do have more content coming uh, more frequently. So, yep. uh, cheers to all of you and cheers to the Midwest days. Cheers, Al. Cheers.